Hello, Sarah. Welcome back into the room for the third in a three-part series looking at the inter interpersonal impact matrix. Uh, I think maybe we should have chosen a simpler name, but uh, but here we find ourselves. Um, Hi, so thank you for. <laughs> um, we have spent the last two episodes looking at uh, giving an introduction to the interpersonal matrix, uh, looking at the matrix itself. And then today we want to look at what to do with the results. So this yeah. is a test that will be available online and it allows you, it'll give you some results. And then we're going to look today at what you can actually do with those results when you yeah. get them. Absolutely. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any thoughts on that before we start? Well, I guess uh, we could call it the IIM, but then it, becomes another acronym <laughs> we have too many acronyms yeah, in the world we do we do so, so looking at uh looking at the um at the matrix and and the report that you'll get back when you fill out the uh the questionnaire run through me for me a little bit about uh about the the value of, of the different domains um, and what your results might tell you about where you perform best and where you're currently having yeah. uh, inter interpersonal impact. Um, and maybe some of the questions as well, or, or a little overview as to, as to how the questionnaire works out when you do the test. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's a lot of questions all in one. <laughs> let's, so, let's start with, you're absolutely right. That was a terribly, terribly phrased. <laughs> let's start with the, 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 the questionnaire itself. Okay. It would be great to get a little bit yeah. of flavor of that from you. Yeah, great. So obviously, though, there's a there's a few starter questions, but um, essentially the questions are focused on the four areas that we looked at in one of the other podcasts, which are the problem, intention, advice, and um, and I've forgotten facilitation. There Facil we go. Facilitation. <laughs> facilitation. So those four areas. You always forget one when you're doing these things, don't you? Um, so those four areas, the questions are focused in on helping to determine which kind of mindset you have around those. So they're, they're very focused on that. And there's six for each of those, but they're all um, mixed up with one another so that you don't necessarily know what's coming next. And it helps to d then determine a graph of where you lie on those four pointers. And so it's important to probably say that you're never going to end up 100% coach or 100% mentor or 100% consultant therapist you know there's always going to be a, a kind of overlapping of these skills um, and you'll probably find that you um, but you'll probably find that you gravitate towards one rather than the others um, so there's there's this kind of mapping onto this picture of what actually that that looks like when when you have finished all those questions and then the the kind of answers then help you determine okay how much am I in this box how much am I in that box and what's really interesting as well is the amount of coverage that you have as well because you can have a large amount of coverage of a lot of them or you can have a really small kind of graph which shows that maybe you need to start thinking about where you can work into these areas and increase those skills so um, it, it's quite a wide it's a couple of things that it then shows you moving on to I guess your next question that you asked earlier which is that <laughs> it shows you kind of where you lay both in terms of Am I more towards a coach? Am I more towards a therapist or consultant, etc.? 
or and also does my is my skill level in these does it need to be do I need to spend a bit more time increasing what I know about this and how how I do it um because you could actually be quite low in terms of your coverage area of those four of all of the four and I think there's a bit of there's a bit of magic here to reading reading the results because there's a number of ways you could take it. One is to say, and and to go back to your earlier point, we we designed it very specifically so that it wouldn't say you are 100% a coach, you yeah. are 100% a therapist because nobody is. You know, we all love to give advice. We could all be a little bit more facilitative. Uh, we all, you know, we work across these spectrums. So we wanted something that yeah. was was very generous in in what it gave back, but. Once you've got your result, there's a couple of ways you can really start to to work it work it out in your own performance. One is, you know, if you're if you're much higher in facilitation, but you're actually a trainer, well, you could say, well, that's maybe the part of my superpower. Maybe I'm actually introducing something that isn't. Maybe that is part of where I'm having impact currently. Or maybe the same if you're a consultant, but mm-hmm. actually you find that you're very facilitative in the way that you deliver. Yeah. Or maybe you find that as a consultant, you're telling people what to do, but really, if you were to have more of a choice about it, you would be more facilitative in your approach. So both of those are very, very helpful ways of saying, well, maybe this is maybe this is something I need to lean into, or maybe it's something I'm not leaning into enough. The other part of that then is to say, well, what is my bandwidth? So we, we, we find, you know, having gone through these tests with, a, with a, a wide range of people now, some people have the ability to be, you know, to, to, to be high advice givers, but also in the right context to be high facilitation as well. So actually, that's somebody who can work across the whole spectrum. Yeah. But you might find that you're more advice giving, in which case, maybe there's a challenge to explore how you could become more facilitative. Yeah. Or maybe you're more problem focused, and so maybe I could look at more uh, how I become more intention focused. So there's a really nice series of challenges here about how maybe do I want to broaden my skills? Yeah. Do I want to lean into the strengths that are already here, or do I need to maybe explore some of the areas in which I'm showing some weakness? Yeah. And, and those are areas where um, uh, you you can optionally take a. We're, we'll be offering calls uh, with a coach after receiving your results um it, it will be a little bit more on top of the the initial questionnaire but those are things we can then go through with a quote coach to say what is my plan for working this through mm-hmm. but again that's something you can do by yourself once you've received the report and there will be some advice as part of the uh, once you've received the report um as to how to do that yeah absolutely um i think i think one of the things that came out for me while you were speaking there is that um, it's, you know, if you find yourself 100% in one area or mainly in one area, even coaching, as, and we, we, you know, we come with a bias of coaching and we're quite open about that. Um, but I think, the, uh, you know, it's about how can I develop those other areas a little bit as well because the, there is that need you know if you're a coach you don't spend a hundred percent of your time you spend a hundred percent of a coaching session in a coach-like way but you don't the the things that go around it are also important um the running of, of the business side of things and and the the ability to consult on your coaching practice and and perhaps um speaking to someone's problems and and things like that so there are things outside of that where those other skills can also come into play um so that popped up for me while you were speaking 
Um, but I think that we would say that um, from from our perspective, um, all of those other areas could um, be improved quite often from having an element of coaching skills available to you. And we've seen that time and time again with the consultants who have come on our coaching programs and um, have said, oh, my practice has really improved as a result of this. We, we've seen it with um, coaches, therapists. We've seen it as people who train and help others um, in the classroom, perhaps who kind of want to then also be a bit more coach-like. So I think all of them can be improved by having some level of coaching skills. Mm. And coaching, again, like if you want to kind of build that up, then that's that's kind of, um, you know, it can be helped by the others as well. But I think it's knowing in the coaching one, it's knowing that you're staying in that space of coaching when you're meant to be coaching. Yeah. So I think and I love, uh, I, you know, to, to speak to that mm-hmm. point, you know, we said earlier, we didn't want to design something that uh, a, a result that yeah. said you are definitely, yeah. you know, you're definitely A or definitely B. And we also recognize the value of all four yes. of these yes. domains. You know, we recognize the, the four, the value of the four archetypes. But our experience is that coaching skills, particularly as, as we teach them, are relatively unique in that they apply to all of them. Yeah. Now, you know, if you want to go and be a uh, a therapist, you'll go and do some very specific training yeah. that may not relate to being a consultant or being to, being a trainer. It may be that you're naturally you naturally have an aptitude for those having done some yeah. some therapy training, but they, they they don't key in in the same way. Uh, you know, if you're a, a consultant, you can go and learn some frameworks or some tools that are going to help you in your consultancy, but it doesn't necessarily help you become more facilitative facilitative mm-hmm. in your uh, approach or help you potentially as a trainer the same you could learn some uh, learning models and there's a whole load of psychology and a bunch of other things there but they're not going to necessarily help you in some of the other yes. domains whereas from our experience these coaching skills we teach to people who want to be coaches you know who mm-hmm. want to be professional coaches yeah. also have had a massive impact on people who want to stay in the other domains who want to be Absolutely. better therapists better consultants and better teachers uh, better teacher trainers so that's you know that's kind of our bias but it's also i think really important just to be yeah. very clear about that we our experience suggests that these skills are, have a significant uh, performance uh, impact yeah. for people in the yeah. other domains we're also not leaving uh, you know it's not just a report i did mention that there'll be an opportunity for people to have a follow up consult um, a follow up call with a coach Absolutely. but there is also a a, a, a sort of a, a training element to this as well so there's a, a an email course will be sent to you afterwards over the preceding weeks uh, from from receiving your report that will then give you some insights and some things you can work through that, that are going to help you explore this for yourself and come to some, some conclusions as to how you might be able to uh, improve uh, your score and, and make sure that it is uh, maximizing your performance in whatever domain you want to be. Yeah, I, th- I think it will also help you to make some decisions if you're in a place of confusion. We mentioned that, I think, in the first podcast around how um, I was confused at one time about which direction I wanted to go into. I even looked into being a teacher at one point. And if you have that confusion, if I, I want to... I want to work in something that's helping people, that's having an impact on others, that that can, you know, really help others. Is it a teacher I want to be? 
And if I am a teacher, what kind of teacher do I want to be? That's the other thing. You know, how how can I be more, um, you know, how can I give more power to the children I'm teaching or the adults I'm teaching if it's adult teaching? How can I give more um, power to those that I'm teaching rather than just spurting information at them? And, you know, if I want to be if I want to be a therapist instead of coach, that's OK as well. But it can help you to make those decisions by showing you where you naturally lie and perhaps having an understanding of which would fit you better. Um, so so I think it can do that, but it may have a it, it, it's still I feel that the coaching side of things will help you. And it's how how can that help me to be better in the role that I'm already in? I think the other um, the other benefit that I've found from from this, mm-hmm. uh, once you've kind of worked out where you want to be in, in terms of those domains, is to then actually be able to move through them and be a bit more masterful, mm-hmm. maybe in your use of the domains to say in any given moment, if I'm doing a consultancy, a piece of consultancy work, I know that I'm there primarily to give advice, but maybe after two or three minutes yeah. of giving some advice, that little voice in the back of my head saying, well, uh, maybe maybe now is the time to stop giving advice and let them internalize this or maybe there's a a follow-up question that would help them really embed that Uh, same sometimes if you want to move more if I choose to move more into sort of a training or a teaching mode I've got a client at the moment who I'm going to have to be going through some some things which are are very much training really and and then to be able to say oh maybe we've done enough training now maybe I just need to to change track a little bit to really cement that learning and to make sure that we're getting the best out of this engagement so for me the matrix not only helps me overcome that uncertainty and that uh, that confusion that you're talking about Mm -hmm. as to where I want to work but once I'm there it also gives me freedom and flexibility to move around the the matrix and understand where I am and I'm not or where I should or should not be playing in any given situation fantastic yeah absolutely I, I I can I can see that within myself as well. So because you don't you don't always um, want to be in the one role. That it, it gives you that kind of oh, if you get better at all of those roles in in the right place. And I guess the one I would be a bit more careful with is therapy, unless you have specific training in that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah. um, consultant as well, like you need to have the. Um, the actual expertise in the area that you're giving advice in um so you know know, also teacher training as well teachers trainings mentoring all so all of them you need to be an expert in those areas in order to be able to give the type of advice there but you can certainly bring on those types of of roles so if we're looking at um uh, you know the problems the, the kind of elements of those, which is problems and advice giving and um, intention and facilitation. If you can, if you look at those, we could all do with having a greater understanding of how we can use those. So, you know, when do I need to understand a bit more about the problem that's going on here and, and kind of be, be willing to delve mm-hmm. into it? When do I need to be more facilitative? When do I need to perhaps give advice here? Um, and you know maybe move decides that we're not in a coaching engagement if if it's moving more into advice and I have the expertise Um, and kind of when do I need to be focused on moving ahead and obviously you know we've kind of firmly planted where 
coaching lies, which is in that intention and facilitation space. Um, but there are moments when you might choose to step outside of those or around the coaching engagement, you may need to use some of those other skills. And I think padding out those skills wherever you are and, and understanding how I can be more facilitative, more uh, when appropriate, when I can be more towards moving forward when appropriate, I think is um, a great thing to recognize and build on. Mm. Instead of getting stuck in that role of, oh, I have to be the consultant here. I have to give the advice because to be seen as someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and interestingly, I think that's a nice parallel to, to what coaching or certainly coaching for me feels like when I'm supporting other, my coachees in mm -hmm. developing perspectives and options Yeah. that actually absolutely. sometimes we feel trapped in a role or we feel trapped in a, in a mode and to be able to, you know, one of the strengths of coaching for me is to be able to say, well, what options do you have for moving out of that mode? What options do you have for approaching this problem in a different way? And I actually feel like the 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 matrix does that uh, oddly in a, in a in a very coaching way. It says, "Well, you've got options to play in all of these. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where is that a good idea? Where is that not a good idea? What's appropriate? What's yes. not? What's right for you? Yeah. What is not?" So I, I really love the generosity of the the matrix in that sense. An interesting question's just come up for me. Okay that seems um uh, the way we teach coaching we often have people saying i want to be a life coach or i want to be a executive coach or i want to be a specific type of coach yeah. but the north point model doesn't distinguish actually i know both from from the training and now from my own experience that i can be agnostic to the content that somebody brings into the session mm. we could be talking about their personal life we could be talking about their performance in a team we could be talking about their performance as an executive we could be talking about their performance in a sport or a hobby or mm. some other thing the skills of of coaching as taught by north point make allowance for that and actually are fo so focused on the individual that the actual content itself you can be you don't need to be a specialist now there are times where that's helpful um and you also want the confidence of your coachee to to know that you've got some experience in the area you're you're you'll be working but actually you know we don't teach life coaching we teach coaching skills so i'm super interested as to whether or not we think that therapy consultancy and, tr and teaching actually are a bit more specific you sort of particularly with consultancy and therapy you actually need a high level of background knowledge yeah. learning there's not to say there isn't learning in coaching but it's a very different kind than particularly those two other domains so I just wonder whether that sparks any thoughts for you um yes I I, I mean obviously we 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 choose niches as coaches usually more for marketing purposes and for and for where yeah. we enjoy to work as well I think and the people we enjoy to work with I think that actually is primary to the marketing and then but it helps from a marketing perspective as a coach if we're ab able to kind of name where we're working and, and kind of put it out there um, and like you said before also the kind of confidence of the people around us but absolutely those other three areas certainly need a bit more of a specific specialization um to you know 
you have to you almost have to have that specialization um you can't say oh i'm going to be a consultant and uh i'm just going to consult (laughs) (laughs) you know um so but that's that's where i think actually many coaches do could could do with a little bit more specialization just in terms of getting themselves out there but actually you don't need it in order because what you tend to be focusing on is the individual is what's going on for them personally i remember a time when i first started coaching when i had a few um internal coaching sessions within organizations and they said we don't want you to focus on any of the personal stuff we only want you to coach around their work and I pushed back on that because I said, well, actually, it's all mixed up. You can't coach a person without coaching around the person. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think you, you have to, the, you know, what, what you're doing is you're helping that person in their personal life. And all coaching in some ways is life coaching because whether you're coaching an executive you're coaching them around their life, whether you're coaching someone on, um, you know, uh, on, uh, you know, their career, it still includes their life and how that impacts their life. So, so all coaching mm-hmm. has that element of being life coaching. And that's why we don't say, you know, we oh, we teach you to coach in a specific niche niche. You may bring different tools to that so that is where the consultancy expert side might sometimes come in because you learn what tools might be more relevant for your niche yeah so a career coach would have some definite tools that they bring around you know each time that they recognize helps someone to understand a bit a bit more about their situation and what they want out of their career and you know some some may add on things like um, CV skills and things like that. So there may be tools that are added on to your coaching that you bring to a niche. But actually the coaching itself focuses on the person, focuses on the self, focuses on um, helping them to come up with their own answers. And so that's why you don't really need that niching necessarily. So slightly unrelated, but... Um... On some of the some of the leadership work I do, not coaching specifically yet, yeah. um, but some of the leadership work I do, I'm starting to ask people before we go into the engagement, what steps they're taking to address uh, diet and exercise, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's all connected. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and and so actually, I'm not I'm not pushing that hard yet, but I think that's that's a part that might grow to be yeah. saying something. Look, if you're not investing in uh, a, a high quality diet and at least some form of exercise that gets your body moving and mm-hmm. um, has some of the physiological benefits of of regular exercise, yeah. uh, chances are you won't see the kind of results you want in, in yeah. these other areas because these things are all interconnected. I mean, I know that some people use in coaching use something called the wheel of life. And again, I don't want to get off the point of what we're talking about, but it, what the wheel of life does, and we actually don't use it at North Point, but what it does is it gives you an all round look at life and the things that are going on in life. And I think there is something to be said for recognizing that if our relationships are going badly, our business will go badly. If our, you know, if, um, if we're not looking after ourselves uh, then we're less likely to be productive if we 
um, aren't having fun in our life and, you know, aren't spending time with our family or there's family relationships gone wrong, then that's going to be affecting something else as well. So we need to constantly be looking at all areas. And um, so I think that that's where coaching lies um, in, in terms of kind of the others. They are, are as you rightly point out, quite specific. Um, but I think this coming back to this um the interpersonal impact matrix, this will give you that starter point to decide if, if you're in a place of indecision, oh, I want to be a teacher now, there might be a, oh, I need some extra skills to add on to this, you know, or what kind of teacher am I going to be? Am I going to be a music teacher, an English teacher? Am I going to be third grade? Am I going to do adult learning? What is it that I, I re- you know, I really want to do in that? Um, same for the other areas. So, you know, even as a therapist, what what kind of areas do I want to work with? Um, you know, so we're, you're looking at all those kind of different areas. Um, so that, that the matrix can help you there. And it can also help you to see where you currently lie and how you can kind of build those skills up. And I think that's the crux of the IIM for me. There you go. I did it. <laughs> You did it. Um, the so we're releasing this uh, l- later part of two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, so this will be out going into into beta testing at the moment. So introducing more people to to the test, more reports, finalizing some of the uh, the support, the after support. Yeah. So that would be the the uh, distance learning course, which mm-hmm. comes as part of doing the doing the the questionnaire and and, and getting your report. Yeah. Um, people, where can people find it? I think we've, we've, uh, it, it will be available at iim.northpoint.ac. Is that yeah, right? That's, that's correct. That's yeah. So that's iim, interpersonal impact matrix.northpoint.ac. And you'll be able to go through there, uh, for the time being, you'll be able to sign up for the beta program and we will reach out to you and, and discuss that with you to make sure that we've got the right people on the, on the beta, beta program. And then once launched, you'll be able to go through, um, pay for a test, do the test, receive your report and start looking into these, into these things. Is there anything I've, anything we've, we've forgotten to mention, anything we haven't covered in our introduction, going through the matrix last time, and then today looking at maybe some of the things you can begin to do with the results and why we think they're important. Is there anything we've forgotten? I think we've covered most everything that I had in my mind we've covered. So I, I think, I think the, um, I think as we go into the beta version now, and this may not be relevant if someone's watching this a bit later, but please do feel free to give us any feedback about how it lands for you. Mm. Um, we'd love to hear how it lands and and kind of what's come as a result of you. And, and even in the future, you know, we'd love to hear how it's impacted you. Well, feedback sounds like the episode, the uh, the theme for another episode at some stage, Sarah. But we'll uh, we'll leave that for now. We are at um, we're at about ha- half an hour. It'd probably be a little bit less than that after we've edited out the bit where my internet connection went yeah. uh, went numb. Um, but Sarah, thank you ever so much for your time on these calls. Really enjoyed these. Really enjoyed exploring the matrix um, and 
and actually reviewing how much work we have done on on this this tool and how mm-hmm. useful uh, we know it's already been to those who've uh, who've received their reports and we've yeah. gone through those with them and genuinely really looking forward to seeing this in the hands of people who can start to make some really key decisions about some of the skills some of the skill areas uh, and some of the ways they can improve their performance in whatever role they're in yeah absolutely the same the same from me i'm just uh I, I really want it to be a tool that someone can use for their good. And um, so hopefully we can get it out there and it, it can start to help people um, understand a bit more about themselves. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sarah. We will catch you again on another podcast episode. This is the end of this series, uh, but we'll be back for more. I think the next series, we'll be doing a series of discussions around the power of coaching in different areas. So uh, look forward to releasing that um, sometime later this year as well. Thank you, Steve. Cheers, Sarah. Bye. Thanks.